Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo. Yo, what's up? There he is. Do you guys need video? See, we're getting- why I haven't shaved in a week. Look. A week? Man, I haven't shaved in like two days. I got more than you, man. That's just, <laughs> this is uh, like three months. Santa Claus. Three months for me, fellas. Three months. Three. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, it's easy when you're only like twelve years old. <laughs> I have to concentrate really hard and like, like, like I'm trying to push Each it all follicle? out. Follicle. <laughs> Here you go. How's the uh, how's the connection? Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, sound great. good. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm gonna head downstairs here and. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll just, just give me my iPad. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Whenever you guys are ready, we're good to go. All right. Cool. Hey, Sounds good. It's the exciting uh, Softy Walks Through His House segment of the show. There you go. Yeah. Give you a little tour. Yeah. Like yeah, it. man. Hey, uh, before we talk a bunch of Seahawks, Softy, I know you were at the Huskies spring game over the weekend. How was that? Uh, it was awesome. You know, it was great to see people back in the stadium. You know, uh, people uh, were kind of wondering how it would feel, how it would look. And, and had like a, imagine if it was a 1230 Saturday game in the fall where you're expecting 70,000 people, um, whatever the stadium would look like at like 1130, you know, when <laughs> yeah. people are just trickling in. Right. That's what it looked like for the whole game. So yeah. it kind of had a real pregame feel from a crowd perspective the entire game. And they were loud. They were good. I know the dog pack was kind of scolded for sitting too close together and not wearing masks and shotgunning beers and all that. But <laughs> It was awesome to see the students get to act like students for at least one afternoon. So, yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, right that's on. cool. That's cool. Right on, man. Um, all right, yep. cool. Let's do some Seahawks. Here we go. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Four. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy cat. it's the seahawks podcast on the believe sports network i'm seahawks super fan brett davern he's seahawks legend lofa tatupu and joining us on this episode is our good buddy dave softy mauler from kjr uh who's been on with us before and uh we thank him for joining us again this episode is also sponsored by betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts uh bet online has you covered for all of the news scores and odds the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so go to betonline.ag uh, on your mobile device you can sign up for the app whatever you got um use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent off welcome bonus bet online your online sports book experts all right guys well let's just jump right into it i mean seahawks draft picks there was only three of them 
<laughs> what did you guys make of the draft from a Seahawks perspective? Who wants to jump in first? Lofa, go ahead, man. You're the ex-player. You tell us. I mean, obviously only three picks, uh, you know, a lot of waiting and uh, anticipation. And then, you know, of course, now I, we've heard a lot of people bashing the first pick, you know, who, who's going to take an undersized player in the second round. But I was an undersized player in the second round, so I can't bash, <laughs> you know, my own guy. Um, I like what I saw in his highlights. And um, and then, you know, of course, everybody wanted – they wanted the lineman, right? They wanted over D-line. Mm-hmm. And um, – John and Pete, they they do what they do, and watch three years from now, we'll find out what the week what we got in this draft. But um, I like yeah. Trey Brown, and uh, anytime you can add a, a two year starter from the SEC at tackle is uh, in the sixth round is good in Stone Foresight. So I, I I was pleasantly surprised. I'll say that. Yeah, I just I just wonder, uh, Brett, if if uh, Lofa is in the like undersized players club. Like, is there a special <laughs> is there a yeah. special membership card that you guys get to carry where like the uh, the Oompa Loompa theme is your is your is your theme song yeah, and y'all walk around singing. We are a part of the undersized players club. The undersized <laughs> players club. It's, uh, it's, a, very, yeah, it's a very all, small all these, card, but it's very thick. Yes, exactly. All 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 these short guys hang together. You and uh, Eskridge and Russell Wilson and uh, Tutu Atwell and Joe Morris going back to the day and Tyler oh, wow. Lockett and players like that. So <laughs> hey, man, look, uh, any way you can you know, earn a buck in the NFL, who cares if you're five foot ten or six foot five, uh, as long as it happens. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was. I was surprised, actually, guys, that they only ended up with three picks. Yeah, you know, me too. I mean, the entire week of the draft, the entire month heading into the draft, we all thought, well, there's no way that John Schneider is going to sit here and just take three players. I mean, it's not in his nature. He'd go freaking bananas. There's no way he can sit around for an entire weekend and just take three guys. So we had set the over-under at four and a half, and obviously to have it be only three was pretty surprising. So that's number one. Number two – I was a little bit surprised that they didn't come away with a center uh, because mm-hmm. they had multiple opportunities to get one of the top centers on the board. I don't know, Lofa, if that says more about maybe their belief in Ethan Posick versus the fans' belief in Ethan Posick or their just overall thoughts on the crop of centers that were available in this year's draft. So that's something they may have to address in free agency. I- I'm not saying they have to replace Ethan because I think Ethan actually was – a little better than some people thought he was in 2020, but I do think they have to bring in some competition for him. They can't just hand this guy the job in September and say, you're good. So with Damian Lewis moving to left guard, Gabe Jackson playing right guard, um, I'm hoping that Ethan's a better player just because of Gabe Jackson's arrival on this, on this offensive line. You know, we know what great guards do for centers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously Mm -hmm. vice versa. So the better talent you have around you, the better you can, you know, become yourself. So I was a little surprised at that. But Eskridge, man, they they had to find a wide receiver number three, and he just fills that void. Uh, he fills that void on special teams as well. You know, they 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 need a guy to make an impact on on special teams, and hoping this guy can be it. So you know, yeah. I, I I just find it to be a little ridiculous to be sitting here on the Monday after the draft going, oh, this is terrible. It's a terrible draft. Oh, my, my, awful, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. Yeah, but we're Seahawks fans. Like. That's what we do as Seahawks fans. Yeah. Every pick okay, is you know the what? worst thing I ever. thought it sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. Sucked. I know. <laughs> Snyder and Carroll should be fired tonight. What the hell the are they doing taking Eskridge over Terrence Marshall? I'm upset. Why did they do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's but, what, but, what Twitter's but, saying. But here's the fun thing, though. Here's the well. First of all, if you allow Twitter 
to give you a glimpse of what society really thinks, then you're living in a fantasy land, man. You got to you got to get off social media, man. You got to start walking around town and hanging out with the people. You're getting out there and talking to people. Get off get off Twitter. But I think it's going to be fun in some ways to follow. Did they get the right short wide receiver? Because no, no, seriously, no, because Tutu Atwell from Louisville yeah. went with the with the very next pick to the Rams. So we get to mm-hmm. follow for the next three or four years how both these guys pan out. Well, but I mean, yeah. he's 140 pounds, though. I mean, yeah. This, yeah. you know, at least Eskridge, what, he's coming in at 190. You know, yeah. he still runs a 4.38, so he's quick, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, he's actually about 155 pounds, but the point is well taken. I mean, he's <laughs> the same height. And he weighs about 35, 40 pounds lighter than Eskridge does. So, yeah. I mean, look, either way, we'll see. You know, I, I, Lofa, I've, I've always thought of the draft as you're, you're, you're drafting more of an idea than you are a player. Like, I remember, and I think you were still here, when they drafted Lawrence Jackson out of USC, right? Yeah. And uh, we had uh, Bryce Fisher. We had Grant Wistrom. And people would say, well, what the hell do you need an extra defensive end for? Well, because you never can have enough depth at defensive end. You can never have enough depth at defensive tackle. If there's one spot where you need depth more than any other, to me, it's the defensive line. So when they drafted Lawrence Jackson, the idea was we need depth. Now, we can argue if this is the right guy to execute the idea, but they needed depth. It didn't turn out. Lawrence Jackson became a bust and blah, blah, blah. I think with Eskridge, the same thing. The idea is we need a guy who can play in the slot. We need a guy who can run the fly sweep. We need a guy that we can have as kind of a Swiss Army knife. We need a guy that can play on special teams. And returning. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Exactly. Mm -hmm. So did they get the right guy? That remains to be seen. But I think the ideas behind all the players they drafted, including the kid from Florida as a potential replacement for Dwayne Brown, who's 35 years old, the ideas are all sound. Did they get the right players to fulfill those ideas? I got no freaking idea. To be determined, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Lofa, let me ask you about the cornerback here, Trey Brown, because, uh, you know, the, stereotypically the Seahawks like these big, you know, tall cornerbacks and everything. Uh, Trey Brown, 5'10", 185. He's not really like what you'd think of as that Pete Carroll prototypical corner, is he? No, he's not. He'll play. He can play outside, but he, he's also he's played well, you know, in the nickel, and that, that's where I could see them. You know, if they don't want to pull Reed inside, because Reed's really established himself on the outside. And, and those are the comparisons I think that I even saw on draft day was he's similar to DJ Reed. So that's exciting if we got another DJ Reed yeah. um, in the fourth round. So we're thinking that this draft is a lot about depth then probably, right, fellas? Well, I think I think with Trey Brown, I mean, I'm assuming that they look at him as a potential starter potential at quarterback. Starter, yeah. Hmm. yeah, because, I mean, look at the guys they have now. They've got uh, Pierre Desir who was a waiver wire practice squad guy, you know, just about a year ago. DJ Reed was picked up off of waivers. Uh, Witherspoon, obviously, was, you know, a guy that just couldn't hack it in San Francisco consistently for whatever reason. And then Trey Flowers has been, let's face it, he's been more of a nightmare for them in corner than he has a success. So I don't know why uh, Trey Brown would not come in here and be looked at as a guy that could compete for a starting spot. And it's funny that you mentioned the the prototypical Seahawks corner has those 32 inch arms. If this guy comes in, ends up playing in either, either their nickel package or ends up starting with DJ Reed, they'll have two players in their secondary that don't have 32 inch arms. 
And I can't remember the last time that happened. Now, both these guys, one of them was drafted. One of them was picked up as a waiver claim. So Trey Brown technically is the first one that they've drafted that doesn't have 32-inch arms. Mm -hmm. But they're starting to kind of loaf a go away from a lot of their rules when it comes to corners. And I wonder if that's for you know reasons that just kind of personify and maybe typify the way the NFL's going. You know, this mm -hmm. is a different game than it was seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, there is still one very tall uh, that fits the description corner out there that I'm hoping, you know, comes back. Uh, Richard Sherman. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I mean, I've been floating <laughs> that out into the universe and hoping it comes back. Yeah, hey, and um, that's that's we'll no, that's my partner right there. That was going to be my segue. I was going to ask you guys, like, what do they still need? And what it, where do we stand with KJ and Richard and, uh, you know, some of the other things they need to get done? Lofa, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just the the veteran presence and the leadership that both those guys bring, um, you know, they helped build this empire. And so I would love to see them, even if it's just a year contract, come back and just teach these young guys, hey, this is how it's done. Um, you know, because it, it's tough duties for Bobby in the middle if you don't have other leaders, strong leaders around you. And, um, you know, that's that's those two guys that can really change the dynamic of a defense, not just a, you know, uh, or a team, not just a defense. No, I totally agree with Lofa on Richard. And look, if they sign him, he instantly becomes your best secondary coach on the football team. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I, yeah. again, I, I know I know Richard still thinks he can play. And I think Richard can play. You know, that when he's healthy, he was good. He's just yeah. been banged up a little bit. The guy's 32, 33 years old. And eventually the skills will erode. There's no question about that. But I still think Richard Sherman is at, at minimum, an a average to above average starting corner in the National Football League. I don't think he's going to be a consistent liability for these guys. The problem a lot of people have when they think of Richard Sherman is they think of two things. They think of his age, and they think of him getting burned in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago because that's the real kind of lasting memory that you've got of Richard Sherman because he was hurt last season for San Francisco. So I think he would be a great addition to this staff to teach these young guys how to play and do things the Seahawks way. I've always thought of Richard Sherman as a coach and waiting loafa down the road. I think he'd, oh, be, he'd phenomenal. be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, he'd be an unbelievable coach if he wants to go down that road. And then KJ Wright, look, I mean, this isn't just about bringing back a guy who has a name. KJ Wright's a good player. Yeah. I mean, dude, pro, pro football focus had KJ Wright rated as a top 10 linebacker in the entire NFL last season. Yeah. So he can still play. And I realized at some point you got to give Jordan Brooks a shot. But if you can get K.J. Wright back on a serious discount, why would you not do it? Yeah, I mean, K.J. Wright arguably had one of his best seasons ever last year. I, if last you, two years. Softy, though, yep. you like to play the game if you could only have one. I mean, if you could only get yes. one of those deals done. I, for me, I want K.J. Between, oh, for sure. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, okay. I'd love to have Sherman on the roster. But, right. I mean, there, there's a question of how much Sherman has to offer. I still think he's got a, you know, a good amount to offer, but I'm not naive enough to think that he's, you know, like he was when he was a pro bowler, all pro, you know, five, six years ago. I, I, I think KJ Wright would be magnificent at that spot to have that rotation of linebackers. And keep in mind the Seahawks right now, guys on their roster only have four linebackers on the entire team. They got yeah. Bobby Wagner, they got Cody Barton, they got Jordan Brooks, Brooks and they got Ben Burkirvan. And that's yeah. it. 
They got four guys, so they, they need KJ back from just a pure body perspective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to move on and ask you guys about some other teams and what they did in the draft. But before we do that, a brief word about our other sponsor, one of our other sponsors for this episode, Canaan Sunglasses. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. That's K-A-E-N-O-N. Uh, they're made with exclusively polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Italian handcrafted frames that get this guys are impossible wow. to scratch. Impossible. Wow. You can't I need do some it. of those. Impossible. I need some of those. Well, if you need those, you go to Canaan.com um, and you use the exclusive promo code Canaancast15. I don't know why that's what the promo code is, Lofa. I'm sorry that you can't do your belief. I'm sorry, man. They took your job from you. That's a serious promo code, man. I don't even know if I'll remember that one. Don't don't, don't all guests appearing on the Believe in Seahawks podcast receive a free pair of sunglasses? We'll have to talk to producer Katie about that. Yeah, We'll make it happen. KananCast15 is the promo code. K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. That's what you use when you go to KananCast.com. Kanan clearly better uh let's talk about some other teams um do you want to talk about the nfc west a little bit i mean trey lance guys third overall pick um i mean he's behind jimmy garoppolo so far but seems like the quarterback of the future for sure down there what did you guys think about that i mean that was the most intriguing part of the whole first night for me yeah yeah no i think uh, you know uh lofa for sure it was the biggest story heading into the draft is you know what the niners will do at number three and I just thought it was ridiculous, all this Mac Jones talk that was floating out there. You know, everyone's saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, which if you follow the draft for five days should lead you to believe one thing. There was no way it was going to be Mac Jones, right? I mean, there's there's no way a story like that breaks and all of a sudden everybody calls it. You know, I saw where Chris Sims had Mac Jones going number three and Justin Fields falling all the way to 32 uh, to play for Tampa. So. You know, there's a lot of smoke screens out there. Um, but, hey, look, I mean, the guy has played one game in the last two years uh, because of COVID issues at North Dakota State. Uh, the opponents he's played haven't been that great. Um, I think he's got to prove it, obviously, against top-notch competition. He obviously is a talent. There's no question about that. I think the day and age of having to play at a gigantic school to be a top pick at quarterback in the NFL are over. I mean, look at Josh Allen. Look at Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. you know, players yeah. like that. So, uh, the NFL will find you no matter where you're at. But I, I think from a Seahawk perspective, just having the guy in the division is going to be fun. You know, having Stafford, having Murray, having Russell, having Trey Lance all together. Um, I'm curious to see Lofa what the Niners do this year with their quarterback position, because let's face it and excuse my language, but they've basically pissed all over Jimmy Garoppolo over the offseason, uh, telling him he has no future with the club. And if they drafted <laughs> this kid to start the opener, yeah. great. But if they have to go back to Jimmy G and say, hey, would you mind training this guy for a year? If I'm Garoppolo, I'm telling the Niners to go screw themselves. Are you kidding me? So I'm, I'm very curious, Lofa, to see how they handle the quarterback position this year if they go back to a guy that they basically crapped on the entire offseason and ask him to start and train this kid how to play. I think it could be a disaster in San Francisco. It could very well could be, but you know he's got that twenty or twenty five million per year to to make him feel a little better about about <laughs> his future. And um, you know, there's I I'd be surprised if they don't move him. You know, if he yeah. if he doesn't get traded. And so um, where I don't know, but there's you know always a market for a good starting quarterback. 
And when he's been healthy, he's been good. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting situation because that's the one spot we all know, fellas, that you don't want competition. You either have your guy or you don't. And so right. what that draft pick tells me is like, hey, we're going to find our guy, yeah. whether it's Jimmy G or, or you know, Trey. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, staying in the in the team or with the Niners, um, the third round pick, they had Sermon. I can't mm-hmm. believe it lasted that late. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's a guy that I think, you know, could could be giving us nightmares for years to come. Yeah, because he runs tough. And we saw what he did in the Big Ten championship, followed up against a strong Clemson team. And it's just uh Man, I can't believe he lasted that long. Yeah, they took a couple running backs. Elijah Mitchell also, a uh, big offensive lineman, Aaron Banks. I mean, San Francisco was all over the place out there getting a bunch of guys. Um, I mean, how honestly, though, come on, how comfortable would you guys be with your team taking a quarterback third overall who's only played 17 college games? I mean, what if the Seahawks did that? Would you guys really be that cool with it? Because, you know, I was well, kind of happy that that's who they took. I was afraid they'd take Justin Fields. I'm Fields. honestly scared of Fields. You know, Absolutely. Really? Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, you know, just like uh, Softy said, the, the competition is of concern, right? And, and the fact yeah. he's only played a couple games, it's he hasn't had that big moment, you know, in a big bowl game, down however many points and having to bring your team back. And that's that's kind of what, you know – same with like like Josh Allen. What I'm interested in seeing, um, you know, I thought he didn't do. You know, they. I don't think he lost the game in Kansas City last year for Buffalo, but you know, I yeah. think it was like the moment was a little big for him, and uh, and you know, all season long he had been showing that oh he's he's good for the end of the game. You know, I mean, you do you saw think, what he did against us. Right? Do you think that uh, Trey Lance could be the next Mitch Trubisky though? You know, like because Bears fans, I'd be ecstatic if I was a Bears fan getting Justin Fields. No, I agree. I mean. You know, I, I that was my biggest fear that Fields was going to go to the Niners, right? And um, and then we have you know a big time competitor in our division, yeah. you know, with the with the other quarterbacks that we have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, history history says he's going to be a bust, right? I mean, because we're talking about 20 percent of these quarterbacks taken in the top ten end up having great careers. So the odds are against him. There's no question. That's why there's been a lot of fans, a lot of people in the media. That have talked about, hey, get get your quarterback later. You know, go out and get the surefire thing, which might, I mean, the closest thing to a surefire thing in this draft probably is Kyle Pitts, uh, the tight end that went to the Falcons at number four. So grab him, pair him up with George Kittle. Are you kidding me? Recreate the Hernandez Gronkowski duo in New England. Hopefully, one of these guys doesn't go nuts and ends up going to prison the way Hernandez did. But from a player perspective, you guys get what I'm talking about, obviously. And then find your quarterback later. Go get Davis Mills or go get Kellen Mond or somebody or go make a trade for, you know, maybe another quarterback. Right. Trask, who went to the Buccaneers at 32. So the odds of going that route and having that work out seem to be much higher than putting all your eggs in one basket with one guy. So, you know, look, here's the yeah. deal. I mean, what, would I be nervous? Yeah, but really who should be nervous about this is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch because if this doesn't work out, those guys are done. Yeah. yeah. Fired if I this agree. doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about another team? How about the Packers? What about what Aaron Rodgers did? How spiteful was that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, what did he do besides going to the Kentucky Derby and putting on a suit and having a name tag that said Turd Ferguson on it as the host of Jeopardy? I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that Aaron Rodgers Lofa has a point. 
about everything. I mean, you know, what what talent have they really given him consistently over the years? You know, he's never had a consistent running game. He's got one now in Aaron Jones, but that that just popped in the last couple of years. Outside of Devontae Adams, the guy's got nothing to throw to in Green Bay. I mean, think about this. Think about the NFC Championship game a year ago. If they had gone out and drafted another wide receiver or a tight end to play with him in that game a year ago, mm. do they win it and get to a Super Bowl instead of drafting a quarterback who played no role in the NFC Championship? Yeah. He sits on the bench. He's rotting away doing nothing. If they had added another big-time target for Aaron Rodgers in the draft last year, they may have won that damn game against Tampa Bay instead of sitting home watching the Buccaneers go to the NFC Championship. So if you're going to argue that the first-round draft pick had no impact on the Packers in 2020, you're exactly right. And I think that's what pisses off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's a great way, great way of putting it. Uh, Lofa, though, from a player perspective, I mean, come on, man. That was ice cold. Which which part? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're dropping that little bomb that he on wants out? Thursday. Yeah, come on, man. That I mean, was strategic, think, right? Come on. I, I think that's – yeah, well – what did we talk about it before? If if you want to get out, you don't put it out there publicly until there's like, okay, well, here, here's the draft. Here's the situation. Right. They can move me now, and other teams are going to call yeah. because they're like, oh, well, you know, hell, we need a quarterback. Why are we going to draft one of the top? You know, if we can get Aaron Rodgers, yeah. we'll give you this pick, and then, you know, Great some Great first-round draft pick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, no, is it cold? No, just just to, to stop this point, like, if they had given them weapons ever, yeah. Um, of course, some guys have worked out. Jones, a late pick that that worked out just recently. Uh, Devontae right. Adams, always a stud, but that's really all he's had to throw to. Right. And, right. Um, and he's made, you know, these tight ends look better than they really are. Oh. You know, Tunyon, I mean, look, he's he, he had a great season, but is he really a top tight end? I don't believe so. Well, I just he had Jimmy he, Graham for a while. <laughs> yeah, brought funny. in Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> but um, go back. I don't have I don't have the first round from last year in front of me. So uh, go go look at the players that were taken in the back half or the back fourth of the first round from last year, and tell me if there's a player on that list that Aaron Rodgers could have used in that game versus having Jordan Love riding on the bench doing nothing. I guarantee you, there was a yeah. player in the first round they could have used that would have had a bigger impact on that football team than Jordan Love because Jordan Love had no impact for crying out hey, loud. I don't know. Maybe he threw several interceptions like T. Brady did and gave him a great look for that week, you know, because the defense did show up. <laughs> the defense showed up. But to your point, if Aaron had one more weapon or any weapon outside of, you know, Adams and and uh, Jones, yeah, they, of course they move on from that in, in that round. And that's uh, that's got to be frustrating for him because a year ago, you know, when they were, when they were drafting, they took love and he was like, yo, what's going on right now? Like, I understand I'm getting older and this is, you know, very, he's on the other end of the spectrum of the far situation that he was brought in for. Mm -hmm. But yep. to his point, we're right there. We've been to the championship like two or three times the last, however, like we just need to get over the hump and you're going to bring someone that's not going to contribute literally like, like, like Softy said. So, well, the Packers, the, the Packers, yeah, I mean, and, and the Packers don't have a history, as you guys know, of signing free agents. They, they, it's not just not their nature. And look, I think it's smart what they've done with the quarterback position. You know, they're always drafting quarterbacks just in case something happens to be ready for the next guy. But at the same time, I totally get AR's concern. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where he ends up. I saw where Peter King this morning said 
He does not think Rodgers is going to take the first snap of the year with Green Bay, that's, that he'll be gone at some point in time. So what's what the GM's name? Gesundheit? Is that his name over there? Gutenkunst. Don't screw up that name, by the way. Gutenkunst is the GM. It's a good thing we're a podcast. See, I just think – I don't think he wants to be known as the guy to trade Aaron Rodgers at all. So I think I think what they're trying to do, Lofa, is actually put it back on him. You say, mm-hmm. look, we don't want to trade this guy. We're coming out every opportunity we have and say, no, 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 no. If he moves, blame him. That's on him. Don't yeah. blame us. Right, so right. I, 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 I think these guys are playing the PR game a little bit right now. Okay, so just quick yes or no. Does Aaron Rodgers play for the Packers this season? Is he, is he going to be on the Packers or somewhere else? Lofa? I'm going to say no. I think he'll be somewhere else because I, I just believe that, you know, when Aaron says something, he's going to stick to it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, I yeah. just, I believe him when he says, yo, I'm done. Whether it's going and hosting Jeopardy full time, I, I think he could just be like, yo, I'm over it, you know? Right. No, I, I, uh, I agree. I, I think it's going to happen. I think wow. after June 1st, you'll see a trade, but wow. I think his time in Green Bay is over, which, by the wow. way, Seahawks fans should love that, right? Yeah. I mean, you think about this, man. Think about it. <laughs> yes. I mean, unless about, he goes to San Francisco. Go to the AFC. <laughs> or something like that. But but yeah, that's true. But for now, let's assume he's off Green Bay. Breeze is gone. Rodgers is gone. Those are the two seeds that were in front of you in the NFC playoffs a year ago. All of a sudden, the playoffs of the NFC become a lot more wide open. There's a lot of parity in this conference. Clearly, Tampa Bay's got the upper hand. They got all 22 guys back. From last year, which is crazy to think. Lofa, can you imagine if when, when you went to the Super Bowl, if oh, you man. could have brought all 22 starters back the next year, including Steve Hutchinson, by the way, how Let's, good would that team have been? Man, we we went to the divisional both times. Came up a field goal short and a couple third and inches, you know, short against the the, the, Bears, the Bears to go to the yeah. NFC Championship game the next year, and, and a 53. Uh, who's a gold kick a 53 yarder into the wind, which I was like, no way that's making, Oh shit. That just made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, but I mean, yeah, if we have, like you said, if we even just get hutchback, I mean, it's a different ball game. Yeah. And so yeah, 22, I mean, they should have no excuse to, to not be back in the NFC championship, possibly Super Bowl. I agree. I agree. So, you know, look, I mean, if uh, if Rodgers and even if Rodgers is in Green Bay and he's disgruntled and things aren't there's no harmony out there, that could be a problem for them as well. So, yeah, I think the uh, Seahawks are in good position regardless. Yeah. Uh, Hey, zone zone in. Lofa, let's zone in, all right? Zone in CBD is Lofa's company. (laughs) Zoneincbd.com is where you go to get some or sign up for a subscription. I highly recommend it. My whole family's on this stuff now. Everybody's doing better than ever. Everybody's moods are elevated. They can focus now. I'm telling you. Family, mom and dad, everybody? Everybody. We did it for Christmas. The the dog, too. I'm telling you, everybody. (laughs) Everybody's doing great on this stuff. Whole family's drugged up. (laughs) Hey, listen, if you want the sunglasses, you'll also get. The CBD, all right? We'll send some your way. Zone in CBD. You can also pick it up at any Bartell drugstores up there in the in the PNW. I want to zone in on some radio stuff and on Dave Softy Mahler a little bit, all right? Let's switch gears from football a little bit. Let's talk about old radio nicknames, because Softy's got one of the best ones. I don't think I've ever heard the story. How did you even get the name? And then uh, what are some of your other favorites that there have ever been? Because yeah, yeah. it's kind of an old school right, guys- thing, and I wish, I wish it would yeah. kind of come back. Well, I got to show you how I got the nickname. You ready? Oh, no. Let me, let me stand up here a little bit. Okay, hang on just a second. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. You're getting kind of nervous there for a second, weren't you? The, the sensor button ready or like a graphic <laughs> yeah. of some kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally kidding. No, I used to weigh 270 pounds. You guys know that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, back in the day, one of the producers just started poking me. He's like, hey, you're kind of soft, man. You're like the Pillsbury Doughboy. So uh, softy just became my nickname like 27 years ago and in 1994. And I'm just realizing, by the way, uh, on the Zoom call, how much my short hair and my stubble here just makes me look disgusting. So we're going to grow the hair back out and shave the face and, uh, you know, try to be more presentable next time. I thought we'd just be doing this over audio, by the way. So I'm blaming Katie for that one. Oh. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> nicknames in radio, you just don't, you, you know, it's, it's just more podcast, obviously. And people kind of forget that, you know, whatever the platform is, whether it's the actual AM dial or an internet stream or a podcast or a Zoom call, personalities are personalities and talents are talents, right? No matter where they are, if you're sitting behind a microphone, really, however, the company wants to get that message out, whether, uh, again, through a stream or an actual AM radio signal, I don't really care. My job doesn't really change much, right? If I'm sitting behind a mic or sitting in front of a Zoom call or a Microsoft Teams call or whatever, my job is to do great radio or put out a great product and be entertaining and be engaging with people. So however iHeartMedia wants to present that, that's totally up to them. But my job doesn't change really much at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do we get there from nicknames, though? What do you mean? I got lost somewhere along the way. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you that it's just it's just totally changed. That, yeah. You know, now it's just oh, okay. it's I not like you. a... It's not it's not appointment listening anymore, right. for example, because right. we used to be in the business of, hey, uh, tune in to hear a uh, party McSalad interview the Mariners <laughs> manager at 435 tomorrow or, you know, uh, whatever the hell is, you know, Big Balls Bobby on the air tomorrow yeah, night talking to, I you, know, you. Uh, you know, <laughs> so those appointment listenings have changed because mm. now everything's on demand. Right. Right. I can hear your podcast whenever I want. You can hear my show whenever you want on demand. So. The idea of me trying to create a persona that people would want to go find at a certain time of day are kind of over, Yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, everything is now available whenever people want because people's attention spans are in the gutter. I mean, why do you think baseball is making all these changes, man? Because people's attention spans are nothing yeah. now. Nobody's got five hours to watch a baseball game anymore. They want to now, now, now. They want to hear the yeah. podcast now. They want to hear the show now. They want to hear the interview now. They don't want to wait until five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. They want to hear it now. It's all so about running times, totally isn't changed. it? Man, I'm exactly. putting things yeah. on social media. Like producer Katie's over there like, that is a 43-second video. That needs to be 23 seconds. What are you yeah. thinking? You know? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, what well, some of the greatest Katie radio needs to relax. Somebody some... tell producer Katie to calm down. <laughs> All right, you you just did. She's listening. <laughs> She's shaking her head. She's like, never. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Anyway, I just think it's fun. I wish it would come back a little bit. You know, names like Bubba the Love Sponge, and I don't know who else. What's I... your nickname? Wait, What's I, your nickname? I don't have one. You That's my nickname? point. Well, have you ever given well, anyone a radio nickname? How about how about the kid? Because you look like you're about six years old, by the way. That's I'll a take good it. kid. I'll take it. The kid. Me and Griffin right. with the same nicknames. How about that? I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. How, how about a nickname for Lofa? Why don't you ask your uh, Lofa? You had to have a nickname when you played, by the way. No, what he, was, we've what talked the, about this before. You never really had anything, did you? No. Nah. What'd the guys call you? They actually called me the kid. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So the two kids. <laughs> because I was a rookie, you know, I came in and, and then I was like, you know, there's a pretty famous kid already. I mean, the guy that, you know, runs Seattle, Ken Griffey. Uh, yeah. So 
you know, but that's what, uh, cause back East that, you know, either guy, kid, you know, what's up guy. What's up kid. Yeah, that's how they yeah. talk. Okay, right I, I guess I would, oh yes. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. There's the original yeah. kid. Yeah. Well, well we got to do a contest. You guys got to ask your uh, podcast uh, people uh, for nicknames for you. So that's good. There's got to be a couple out there. I like that. If you guys got ideas, SeahawksPod at gmail.com is the email for the podcast. So there send us an email. If, if you've got anything better than what was it? The Walter Jones called you Lofa. What was the nickname he gave you? Chalupa. Oh, yeah. It's got to be better <laughs> than that. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Oh, go ahead, Lofa. I'm sorry. I mean, straight up, I really don't think he knew my name. But, you know, it's Walter, it's Walter Jones. You know, it was the end of the, my rookie season. He's like, hey, yeah. you know, Chalupa, yeah. you know, you, you really are right. And I was like. The question is, does he does he know your name now? That's the question. He does. He does. Okay. We actually became really good friends over the, the next seven years. And uh, <laughs> he knows my name. Yeah. Chalupa. But, uh, at the Chalupa Tatupa. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Mr. Jones? Because he was everybody was Mr. I was still a rookie. I was like, I'm just glad you somewhat know my name. Right. <laughs> Close enough. I love it. Um, I love it. We're out of time on this episode on the Seahawks podcast, everyone. Thanks for listening out there and uh, checking it out. Like I said, if you want to send an email, seahawkspod at gmail.com. Also, any social media at seahawkspod. Dave, thanks so much for your time, man. Thanks for jumping on again. Appreciate you, brother. See you guys. Be good later. Now, wait, hold on. Before you go, at the end of every episode, we break it down old school football practice style, all right? We all put our hands up here. The guest usually breaks it down. You got anything you want to break it down to from this episode? Uh, Yeah, you know, I just thought that your your intro and your segues could use a little work, you know? I mean, we got to go back to the drawing (laughs) board and work on those a little bit. So uh, next practice, uh, just try to be there about a half hour early and we can work on those together. Okay. Okay. But that's a long thing to break it down to. So I suppose, uh, (laughs) Brett needs more practice. Is that what we're breaking it down to? Get get better on three. Okay. Yeah. Brett Brett needs more practice. Yeah. Brett needs more practice. All right. Brett needs more practice on three. Brett needs more practice on me. One, two, three. Brett needs more practice. Both of you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Later, brother. Thanks, dude. See you guys. You're the man. Anytime. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.